Hey everyone! Welcome to Sundowners, an audio diary of stories, struggles, and lessons learned while living on a sailboat in the Caribbean. My name is Megan. And I'm Travis, and we're thrilled to have you along for the sail. Hey, 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 everyone! Welcome back to episode four, our fourth week out here. Fourth week, happy sunset time, our favorite time of day. Oh, it's a beautiful sunset as well. It is gorgeous, yes. And we hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving week. We did. Oh, we absolutely did. We had a great experience. Absolutely. We had a really jam-packed week, too. So I guess let's just dive right into Jump it. Jump into it. Yeah. So um, continuing on from last week, some of our boat projects we were working on was our fridge and our toilet. And we are here to happily say we have a working fridge and a working toilet. Oh, man. What a process it has been. I will be brutally honest. It was user error on the fridge. It was. Uh, I, I finally broke down and reached out to Chris Stanley, the guy that sold us the boat, and he does fridge repairs in Rio Dulce. Mm-hmm. He walked me through step-by-step step what I should be doing, and I was pretty much doing that. And then I sent him a video, and he goes, oh, looks like you're connected to the high-pressure side of the compressor and not the low-pressure side. And I felt like an idiot, but found the low-pressure valve, connected to it, walked through the steps that he gave me, and it is working perfectly. Yes, so excited about that, and I am really grateful that you were so resourceful and reached out to Chris and found the information you needed because it really actually didn't make sense that the valve that you needed was Hidden. behind yeah, tucked, the fridge system. Yeah. yeah, that was really weird. So, so weird. So I'm glad we had that connection and that we got it all worked out. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Yes, <laughs> I said all I wanted for Thanksgiving was a working fridge and toilet, and we did both. Yeah, so went to Budget Marine. Mm-hmm. And they had the joker valve we needed for the toilet. Yep. Dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. So cracked <laughs> into the toilet, replaced the joker valve, put it all back together, and it is working perfectly. Yes. Until, well, that one's working perfectly. And then Megan goes, we should check the forward head as well. <laughs> Literally went in there, started pumping it. It leaks like crazy, too. So <laughs> problem for future Travis, yep, not today, problem Travis. Problem for another week. <laughs> oh, man. But we did have to go into town to get some parts for the fridge. Oh, yeah. And we had a really cool experience, actually. Yeah, we absolutely did. So we went to this little hardware store. We were there a couple of days prior, and I saw that they had fridge stuff. So I went there hoping that they had the adapter that we needed, and they did not. And then the owner's like, oh, what are you looking for? And I was like, oh, I need, uh, you know, an adapter that goes from Freon to the boat fridge. Mm Mm-hmm. And he pulls one out from behind the counter. He's like, well, I have a personal one. And I was like, can I rent it from you? Can I borrow it from you? Can I buy it from you? And he's like, will you bring it back to me? And I was like, yes, absolutely. And he's like, oh, you can borrow it. And just let us borrow it. It was exactly what we needed. It worked perfectly. Yeah, we asked him if we could give him our number. We're like, do you need any sort of contact information to know we're going to bring it back? He's like, no, no, I take your word for it. And then he even offered to try to arrange one of his friends to come pick it up from us um, in Tyrell Bay where our boat is. So we didn't have to take the bus back into town to go return it to him. Yeah. He's like, we, oh, I don't want to make you go out of your way to bring it back to me. We're like... Oh my gosh, we're so grateful for this. Like we absolutely can take a 60 cent bus back into town to give you your your property back. Like yeah. thank you so much for helping us out. It was so nice. Absolutely worth it to have a working fridge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, that was so nice of him. Absolutely. And then <laughs> We had a funny experience on the bus. Oh, this is so embarrassing. Into town. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll let you take lead on this one. <laughs> if I can tell the story without dying of laughter, I will. Okay. So, as we talked about a few episodes ago, we had a lot of laundry done at the laundromat. And those of you 
with long hair or a pet know that sometimes you get little hairballs that accumulate in the washer or dryer. And so we had one of those and it was on Travis's shirt and it had it was a ball of hair of my hair, Cal's hair. Probably some of mine. Travis's hair is long now, so Travis's hair was wrapped up in there. And he was sitting next to the window, and he reaches out the window. Dude, I pull this thing off of me, and I full extend. My arm is fully <laughs> extended out the window. 100% confidence that this is going out the window. I let go of it. It shoots back in the window, <laughs> rips past Megan and I, goes forward, and just sticks to the guy in front of us. And I was like, I literally had like, I, I was in shock. I was like, this is so awkward. The lady sitting next to Megan saw the whole thing yes. unfold. And, like, the dude was, like, in the middle of a conversation. So I was like, I can't be like, hey, bro, sorry. Let me get this freaking hairball off of you. Yes. It, I just let it ride. I was I was so <laughs> awkward and out. I didn't know what to do. It was so funny. And we keep talking about these buses, but I guess we should kind of explain how they're set up a little bit more <laughs> to get the full context. So these local buses are just passenger vans. Oh, yeah. And they've got four rows in them, though. And they just squish people in, like, sardines in these yeah. things. But it's 60 cents, so it's worth it. Absolutely. And they're everywhere. They're super easy to grab everyone's super friendly and nice but then yeah so travis lets it go and like we're in the front of row of four rows so the, definitely the lady next to me saw this oh yeah probably everybody in the three <laughs> rows behind us saw this and i was just dying of laughter and travis is sitting there he's like i'm so embarrassed i didn't know I what to do so even breathe i was trying to contain my laugh i did nothing <laughs> i just sat there and act like it wasn't me oh my god <laughs> So funny. So bad. And then we were in town and we saw the cutest little kitten. Oh, yeah. We found two little kittens kind of nested up with two chickens. It was kind of <laughs> weird, but yeah. they were so cute. Maybe like four weeks old. They yeah, were they teeny were tiny. We had just bought some cat food for Kala and we were mm -hmm. trying to give them like hard adult cat food and they couldn't even chew it up. Yeah. So like we took some water and we soaked some of the cat food in water and gave it to them and they were eating it up and I was baby birding them. I was chewing up some cat Travis food. Travis was literally yeah, biting the cat food in half and like pieces and trying to give it to them. <laughs> I felt bad for them. They were so teeny they tiny. So tiny. They were so cute. Oh yeah. One but looked like a little Kala. Yes, she was a little calico. But we left the food there for them, and so hopefully the chickens didn't eat it, and yeah. they grow up to be big and strong little babies. Absolutely. So that was an exciting trip into town. It was. It was a good trip. And then the next day was Thanksgiving. Oh. And we started Thanksgiving off by hiking to the highest point on Kariakou. And what an experience this was. So we did this in 2018 when we bought our first boat here in Kariakou. Yep. And it was a trail. Mm-hmm. Like, this was a normal thing. Like, we met cruisers, like, oh, we hiked up to this point. Like, oh, cool, we want to do that. They kind of tell us where to go. You figure it out because there's a trail. Yeah. Dude, the trail's gone. Yeah. I don't know if we were the last ones to hike it in 2018 or <laughs> what's going on because there's no trail anymore. No, it's completely overgrown. It's just, I mean, the original trail was a little bit, like, it was like a dirt trail. But there was a path there for sure. You wouldn't even be able to pick the path out. No, like, if we if we hadn't done it in 2018, there's no way we would have figured it out. No, it's literally like you're just climbing up the side of a hillside. Oh, my goodness. And it's just exposed. We did it at, like, 1 p.m., so it's just, like, the middle of the heat of the day. Of course we did. Just getting so just hot. soaked in sweat, and it was brutal. Oh, my gosh. And then, of course, it monsooned the night before. It was the craziest rainstorm. So, of course, the hillside and the mud is all just, like, sopping wet and slippery, it was a really good choice of timing to oh, do yeah. this hike. Good yeah. choice was not the term I would use. And then on the <laughs> way down, literally, like it was a slip and slide. It oh, was yeah. 
crazy. Megan was like trying to hold on to the backpack that I had. <laughs> oh my gosh, there was one time. I'll let you tell the story because when you got whipped in the face, because <laughs> it was so funny. I'm holding on to Travis's backpack. I'm for recording stability. this on our phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a huge branch gets caught on his backpack, and he just walks past it, like ducked under the branch, but it gets caught on his backpack. And he keeps walking, and the branch whips me in the face, smacks me in the eye, and I'm like, oh, I like close my eyes and kind of shoot back. And then I lose my footing, and I start sliding down this hillside, literally all the way on the ground mud all over me and then because i let go travis propels forward well first she yanks me backwards <laughs> so i start to lose my footing and then she lets go it's like pulling back a slingshot and just letting go and i was doomed <laughs> and he's just slipping and sliding oh uh, 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 all the way down the hill. it looked like, like a cartoon like he was just <laughs> sliding so far down the hill i was like 12 Maybe 10, 12 feet away from you by the time I finally yes. stopped moving. Yes. It was ridiculous. I thought he was going to go all the way down the mountain. <laughs> I wish I would have because then we lost the trail again and we were just like straight up bushwhacking. Like oh going, gosh. Megan was grumpy, like straight up going through bushes. Like They were like sharp ones. They were snagging my clothes. I was starting to get over it at the end. I was like, okay, yeah, let's get down the mountain. It was really steep too. Yeah. So steep. It was a mess, but it was beautiful up there. It was so You pretty. could see the whole island. You oh, could yeah. I mean, you could see Grenada, you could see Union, like mm -hmm. you could see so much from up there. It was really cool. Yeah, it was gorgeous. So that was a really fun way to spend Thanksgiving Day. We were on the hike down and Travis after we got through the sketchy part, Travis goes, "Man, that's the most fun I could have could have had in a mile and a half." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was not long. Like <laughs> It was ridiculous how much happened in such a short period of time. Very, very exciting. So then we got down from the hike. Mm -hmm. We had like an hour to get dressed up for Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. That Thanksgiving dinner was so epic. They it came is, yeah. and picked us up by water taxi from our boat. Mm -hmm. uh, honey time is, was on the hard, so we went and grabbed them from the dock. And then they took us over to Paradise Beach, and it was like perfect at sunset. The water was beautiful. I mean, it was a stunning ride over to Paradise Beach Club. So picturesque. Yeah. So it's this little restaurant and bar that's kind of around the cove from yeah. where we're at. Um, and yeah, they picked us up and took us at sunset. So pretty. And they had planned this whole American Thanksgiving dinner. And it was so nice because they imported turkey and ham because that's not stuff that they normally have on the island yeah. here. So they imported American food so that they could cook and host this American Thanksgiving on a holiday they don't even celebrate. Yeah, they they do celebrate Thanksgiving, but it's like in October. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was such a cool experience. I and mean, the dinner was so oh, good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was like a three-course meal. Mm -hmm. Like the, the appetizer, I don't even know what it was. It was like some kind of pumpkin salad. Yep. Mm -hmm. Never I had that before, but it was good. I don't know what it was, but it was so good. And then, like, the main course, like, like Megan said, it was ham, turkey, stuffing, cranberries. I was a huge fan of oh having some cranberries. Gosh. Potatoes, roasted vegetables. It was so gravy. good. And so then they, good. they gave us a, a homemade house special sangria. Oh, yeah. That was super tasty. And then the dessert was the best part. Again, I don't know what it was. It was like a little mini pumpkin pie, but like picture it was made in like a cupcake pan. Mm -hmm. So it had like a little baked ring around it, and then it had like pumpkin puree in the middle of it. And then ice cream. Oh, and it was good it ice was cream, good too. It was good ice cream. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Ugh, we could talk about that forever. Yeah. But yeah, and then it was so nice to have Hanu time and Bandits there with us. And um, definitely a different Thanksgiving then I would say what traditional Thanksgiving would look like for Travis and I. We're from cold states, so being on the beach sweating and getting 
bitten by mosquitoes is definitely not our traditional Thanksgiving, but it was really awesome. Super nice to have friends there and delicious food. Oh, um, yeah. So it felt a little bit more like home having yeah. that food. Lots to be thankful for for that Thanksgiving. And the the gal that was singing. Oh, yeah. They had live music. There was like a, she was like a kinder, kindergarten teacher mm-hmm. and she was phenomenal. She would go on The Voice or American Idol and win it. Absolutely. Like her voice was unbelievable and she sang for hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All like, different types of genres. Yeah, she was so good. I cannot believe how long she sang for as well. Yeah. It's crazy that there's people just walking around in life that have these amounts of skill and talent. Yeah. I I cannot believe that you just, in everyday life, people can just sing like that. Yeah. And it, then they go back teaching kindergarten. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, I'm jealous. That yeah. was awesome. Awesome Thanksgiving. Super thankful for experience. Awesome mm-hmm. to hang out with Honey Time and Bandits. Yes. Wonderful. And then the next morning, we decided to, we wanted to go on a scooter ride around the island. So we bought this electric scooter from our friends in Guatemala. Yeah, Will and Olia. Last season. Mm -hmm. And we took it on a couple of adventures. Will and Olia also have a scooter. So we went on like a scooter tour um, in Mexico together. And then Travis and I scootered around in Florida together. And then in Marathon, it got left in the rain. My bad. Megan literally asked me, she's like, do you think this thing's going to be good in the rain? I was like, oh, yeah. I was tired. I wasn't going to go grab the thing. The thing weighs like 100 pounds. Yeah. So it's like super hard to get on and off the boat, and it was not good. It was just trash. Never turned on again. Yes. But then we ordered like new parts for it. I actually don't know what you did, so you you tell. (laughs) I don't even know what the little control module is either, but I replaced it, brought it back from the States, replaced it, charged the thing up. And it was working fine. Well, it wasn't working fine because I reversed the two motors on it. It's like two-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. And I had the motors reversed. So, like, you'd hit the throttle and, like, one tire was spinning forward and one tire was spinning backwards. But you can put it in one-wheel drive. Yeah. So we put it in one-wheel drive. We put it in the dinghy, ripped over to the dinghy dock, pulled it out, put it on land, went and saw Hanu time. They were getting ready to splash their boat. So we're, like, we're like feeling so cool, like, ripping around the boat yard. And, and just blah, blah, blah. so happy to have it working. Like, it's so fun. It goes pretty fast. Oh, it does go pretty fast. And then we get to, like, the entry entrance to the boat yard, mm-hmm. and that thing just turns off. Yep. I don't know what happened. <laughs> and it was literally a walk of shame. We had to, like, <laughs> we were just talking to everybody. Oh, yeah, we're going to rip to the other side of the island. We're going to have so much fun. Everyone's, like, so stoked for us. And, like, minutes later, we're, like, walking the thing back to the dinghy with their heads all hung low. Hanu time sees us. They're like, what happened? We're like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. So that sucked. I haven't torn back into it. I mean, it powers up, but there's just nothing. When I hit the throttle, or when I hit the throttle, nothing. Yeah. So that was a bummer. But <sighs> we still made the most of it. We still went to the beach that day, but just didn't get to go explore the other side of the island as we had hoped. Yeah, and then that night, mm-hmm. we got back to the boat, and we were going to call it early. We got, It was like 7 p.m., and we're like, oh, man, we're going to be in bed by like 8.30 tonight. We were both exhausted. Yes. And then we get back to the boat, and there's a text from Nick on Calypso. He's like, hey, Lambie Queen has live music tonight. You guys should come out. That was wild. That was very unexpected. Every single person on this island, I think, was at Lambie Queen that night. Yes. They had live music, but like the the whole bar was packed. Like you couldn't even get to the bar. Mm-hmm. And then like spilled out onto the street, across the street. Like it was so many people there. Yeah, cruisers, locals. It looks like some maybe people that flew in on charter oh, boats or Megan Airbnb. can tell someone that flies in because <laughs> there was a couple next to us and Megan was like, Do you think they're on a boat? And they just I, looked very, very um, clean. Yes. <laughs> clean, done up. Fresh nails, heels on kind of thing. Like, I was like, wow, you know, sailors are looking different these days. And Megan looks them up and down, and she goes, 
I don't know. The guy's wearing socks. He can't be on a boat. So I don't know where this guy came from. But if, if you want to be a cruiser, just don't wear socks. It's kind of like when Americans go to Europe, they, you know, Europeans have told us that they can tell an American by their shoes and their footwear. And we can, cruisers can tell non-cruisers by their footwear. I mean, the fact that they're wearing footwear. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know the last time I had shoes on. <laughs> and definitely not socks. Oh, yeah. Socks, that's a deal breaker. Oh, man. So, but yeah, it was it was really cool. There was, um, you know, people with kids and the kids are playing in the street. It was just one of those, you know, experiences that was like, dang, we're out here in a foreign country just... Living like a local. Living like a local, looking at the water. It was cool. It was cool until it wasn't cool. We're sitting there at the, like, we're standing kind of on the street, but like on the bar side of the street. And I see what looks like a dinghy that's like not where it's supposed to be. And I was like, oh no, somebody's, so let me give you some context. Yeah. When we got there, there was like 15 dinghies tied up to this tiny little dinghy dock. I mean, (laughs) it was crazy. Hanu time was with us on our dinghy and like three, I was like full tilt on the throttle on the outboard, like pushing dinghies aside. Everyone's on the front, like spreading dinghies apart. Like it was so. Trying to squeeze in. It was so tight in there. And then we get in there, we have like this massive cable lock on our dinghy. So I put it around the dock, lock it. We have this big lock, lock it all up. So when I saw this dinghy going astray, I was like, there's no way it's our dinghy because our dinghy is locked. And we asked Travis. There was conversation. Did you lock the dinghy? Do you have the cable on? Okay, we're all good. So all four of us can attest that Travis locked the lock. Yep. And I just sit there and I look at this dinghy. It's like, shoot, like I should go figure out what's going on with this dinghy. And then I walk across the street, and we have this little spotlight with us, a little torch. And I torch the dinghy, and I was like, oh, no. That's our dinghy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like, at first I was like, what in the world happened? Like, we locked this thing, cable and locked it to the dock. Yeah, it was so weird. So I run down the dock. Luckily, there's some other cruisers getting into their dinghy. I was like, hey, can you take me out to my dinghy? It's drifting away. And it was, like, it was going pretty quick. Yeah. Like, when we saw it, it had just come free. Like, if we didn't see it for 20 minutes, it would be gone. Oh, yeah. It would have been on its way to Panama. Oh, absolutely on its (laughs) way to Panama. So they ripped me out to it. I jump in it. I pull the cable. The cable's just, like, all the way down into the water. I pull the cable up, and the lock's just open, unlocked, dangling at the end of the cable, just dragging along the bottom of the (laughs) seafloor. It's like a little anchor. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what happened. I guess, like... It was probably so tight in there that I must not have like fully locked the lock and it just sat there and just ripped itself like open. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know. Locks are so hard to keep out here because even if they get like a little bit of salt water or even the salty air, you have to like really jam them to make sure they oh, lock yeah. fully. So, I mean, it's, that was our lock from last season. So it's possible even though you locked it, it like wiggled itself undone. Yeah. But And Megan loved this because she lost a dinghy here in 2018 <laughs> that she swears she tied to the back of the boat and I had to swan dive off the back of this thing to go catch. So now we're one for one in Tyrell Bay. Yes. We have both lost a dinghy here. Uh-huh. That's true. So we're even. And the common theme here is is that Travis loves to dive off the back of the boat <laughs> in pitch black nights throughout saving dinghies. <laughs> Whether it's ours or one with somebody in it. Oh man. It's oh. always an event an adventure here. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. But I'm glad you saw it oh. and that you were able to go get it and bring like it if, back because that we would have been bad. Yeah, if we were like watching the band for 15 minutes, we would walk down there and our dinghy would have been like gone. Yeah. It would have been all the way out of the bay. Yeah. The good thing. Well, then we started cleaning the boat the next oh, day. We're still no. kind of like moving in on the boat. We're I getting feel. close, but we're not quite there. Yeah. Like we really had to store the boat when we left it for four months just because we didn't want things getting moldy. Um, We put all of our stuff, like our books and stuff, tied them all in like airtight bags. So we're still now unpacking the stuff 
from our boat to how it was before. And then we came back with just massive amounts of stuff. So we're really just still trying to move into the boat yeah. even four weeks later. Um, but we were doing kind of a deep clean of the boat and like reorganizing our spice cabinet. And we found some cockroaches. Oh gosh. So and they were, they were teeny tiny. Like we didn't yeah. realize what they were at first. And we, we, I mean, you couldn't even really look them up. They were so small. You couldn't tell what they were. But the other night, I was cooking dinner, and Megan was napping, and there was a big one, like the size of a quarter, and it was running across the counter. And I was in it. I was chopping onions. I didn't have time for this, so I just took a cup and just put it over the top of the cockroach. Went about my thing, cooked dinner. You know, I woke Megan up. It's time to eat. And then Megan was doing dishes, and what happened? I grabbed the cup, as one does when you're doing dishes, and all of a sudden, a cockroach comes shooting out, <laughs> running for his life, and I'm freaking out because here I am just trying to do dishes, and all of a sudden, I'm apparently on cockroach hunting duty, and I'm like, what the heck? And Travis just goes, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you, I caught a cockroach before dinner. Well, no, first I was like, catch it, get it, stop it, don't let the thing loose again. And then I forgot to tell her, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then he's like... Why did you move the cup? I'm like, why did you not dispose of the cockroach? I was in it. I was oh in it. Oh, my gosh. So that was the first indication there was a cockroach. But we thought there was only one. I mean, we have had, like, singular large cockroaches yeah. on the boat in various places. And yep. then you just get rid of the one and, you know, not All last season, yeah, we had one big one and then it was fine. Yeah. So that we didn't really think that we maybe had more until we were cleaning the spice cabinet and found more, more cockroaches, those little baby ones and stuff. But... Ocean Bandits gave us some little cockroach traps. And, and they're working. And they're working. We've already We've caught already, a couple. Yeah. So, so excited. Thank you for that. Those off the boat. So. Oh, man. We uh, will be professional cockroach hunters by next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I hope we're done with the cockroaches. Uh, last night, we were at Hunter Time's boat, and they were saying boric acid works as well. Yes. So, we need to make sure it's not toxic to animals, but we might try to find some of that in town and spread it around. Yeah, hopefully. Kill them all. Totally. Yeah. And then also, in terms of getting the boat organized we were able to put our sails on oh again there's few things in our life that are not an adventure on this boat oh my gosh yeah so we have been so lazy like i said we're still moving in we had both of our sails in the v-birth with like all of our extra bedding and that's just kind of just been our catch-all yep everything random goes in there (laughs) we're like "Eh, we don't have a place for this yet we'll just put it in the v-birth so finally we're like okay let's get the sails out of there let's start organizing this room so we go to put the head sail megan made me check the wind She's like, turn on the instruments. Let's see what the wind's blowing at. And it was blowing at what, seven knots? Yes. Nothing. That's like nothing. You could easily put a sail on at seven knots. Yeah. And we get this sail halfway up the furler, and this gust, you can see the gust just coming across the water towards <laughs> us. And I was like, oh no. Travis is at the mast, hoisting the sail, yep. and I'm at the bow of the boat, feeding the sail through. Yeah, through the roller furling. And all of a sudden, this gust comes. The sail's halfway up. It starts whipping like crazy. It's so loud. I'm like hanging on for dear life, trying not to get blown off the boat by this massive sail. And then Travis at first was like, hold on, let's wait for the gust. And then the gust kept usually, going. Yeah, it'll just like whip back and forth and the gust will blow itself out and then you'll be you'll be back to business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This thing did not let up. And then the <laughs> sail gets caught in the stanchion. And I'm like, get the sail. What is it caught on? What is it caught on? Because yeah. the boat just starts sailing. The boat starts sailing, yeah. Through the bay. And we're like, <laughs> we're at anchor. There's boats all over around us. So I was like, full panic. Everyone's probably watching. Like, what is happening? So Megan's like, what do I do? Yeah. So I just grab the sail and just toss it into the ocean. <laughs> because it's caught on the stanchion. We can't, at this point, drop it. Yeah. So we're just trying to get it to stop catching wind. And I'm like, well... And then so the sail goes into the water. All of our lines go into the water, which 
I I was so stressed about what to do because I know that that's a no-no and Travis always gets mad when the lines catch <laughs> salt water. So I'm like, what's the, what's the, what do I do here? What's we got to stop move? sailing right now. So anyways, uh, threw the sail in the water and eventually the gust blew through and we got the sail on and everything. And, you know, you think that you're safe in that people are maybe watching you from around in their oh cockpit, but you don't think that your friends who are like, Several rows behind you are actually watching you from shore. But they are. They are. <laughs> Honey time just comes dingying up. Oh, it looks like you guys are having a heck of a time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we gosh. were watching you from shore. I'm like, <laughs> so oh, embarrassing. We were out of line of sight from your boat. Like, I don't care what these strangers think yeah. of me, but I don't want my friends to see me being embarrassing. <laughs> so embarrassing. It's uh, always an adventure. But the main set went on easy today. Yep. After we got it untangled. Yeah, yeah. And the so. boat next to us was laughing at us because it was like all tangled up. Like we've put this thing in and out of the V-Bird like three times. So like mm-hmm. there, it was like nice and folded up when we put it away. By the time we pulled it out today, it was not folded up. So that, we had to yeah. untangle it. That was also funny. I feel like boat people kind of kind of keep an eye obviously on each other boats for various reasons. But it's not uncommon for people to kind of look and see what you're doing. Well, this guy didn't even make it discreet at all we're struggling with the sail like it's all twisted and we're trying to get it up this guy walks out of his boat sits in his cockpit and just literally sits down puts his hands on his hips and just starts staring at he's us. here for the entertainment for like 10 minutes and i kept looking up he was not even looking away he was just watching us i was like oh what? my back was to him so he was invisible to me it was so i, I wasn't though. even paying attention to that guy <laughs> But yeah, we're happy to get those up and the V-Birth is now a little bit more clean and our boat's almost totally put back together and ready for uh, sailing season. Ready to sail, my goodness. That's going to be an adventure. The first sail I know is going to be a joke. <laughs> I know, yeah. We're hoping to move this week. We're still in Kerikou, um, and I think we're going to head out this week. Yeah. We've been saying that for multiple weeks. Yeah, we but have. This is the week. This is the week. I'm confident. Let's move the boat. Let's go do something. So that was our exciting week. It mm-hmm. was fun. It was adventurous. It was exciting. Yes. But... So what's something you learned this week? Ooh, something I learned this week. I would say something I learned this week was my U.S. Coast Guard captain's license training paid off. Ooh, Megan and I were, do tell. Yeah, Megan and I were laying on the bow of the boat just looking at stars, just, you know, reminiscing about how cool this is and, you know, the memories we've had in this bay. And I just see this light that just kicks up and it catches my eye. And it's three blinks, three short blinks, followed by three long blinks, followed by three short blinks. And I was like, dude, that's SOS. Like, I'm pretty confident. So I grab my phone and look it up. And it's just this light on the stern of this boat that's like, you know, 100, 150 meters from us. And like our dinghy, it was 10 o'clock at night again. I feel like everything (laughs) always happens at 10 o'clock at night. Our dinghy's put away. Like, we're just relaxing for the night. And out here, I mean, SOS is serious at any anywhere you are, but on the water, like, SOS is no joke. Mm-hmm. So, like, we kind of sit here. Nobody's going to assess. The boat's, like, in the back. Like, so, like, if they were in the front, I think everybody would have seen it, but they yeah. were in the back, like, the back row. Yeah, and it was late, so not a lot of people were up or out on deck looking around. Exactly. So I was like, SOS is pretty serious. I don't want to, like, not do something and then regret it in the morning in case mm-hmm. something big is happening. So we put the engine on the dinghy, <laughs> unlock the dinghy, go rip over to this boat and... False alarm. It's just, just, I guess. I don't even know what it was. The guy's boat was completely locked up. There's no dinghy there. Yeah. But it's just this little light that had three little antennas on it on the mm-hmm. back of his boat. And the little light was just strobing SOS. Yeah. So we like knocked on the boat, sat there for a while, left. Mm-hmm. And then another boat went over there and dinghied up to him and checked it out and laid left. So. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'm grateful that I know what SOS is because in a situation that could have been a very different experience. Yeah, it's a good thing that you knew what it was and we went over and checked. I'm glad it was nothing. Yes, absolutely. That's the best case scenario. Yeah. What about you? Uh, Something I learned. um, I've learned this week that people in different countries are very involved in U.S. politics. Um, I didn't really know that I'm not really involved in politics very much. Um, and we were in the bus here in Kariku, and we just heard people talking about politics and the elections and even down to like mayors and like all this stuff. And I was like, I don't know any of these people. Um, so I thought that was interesting that uh, people in different countries are really involved in kind of what the U.S. is doing. Um, and also, while we were in the bus, we had a conversation with somebody and um, a local guy, and he asked where we we're from. We're like Utah, and it's really a fifty-fifty shot down here if people know where Utah is as compared to just like we're from the states. Right. So we say U- Utah, and then people kind of will pause and be, "Oh yeah, I know where that is," or whatever. So um, he's like, "Oh yeah, I know Utah. I've been to the states." And we're like, "Oh, where where in the states have you been?" He said, "I've been to Miami." And we said, "How how was your experience there?" And he said, "Oh." America is a little slice of heaven. Yeah. And he just went on about how he was so excited to go to Miami for vacation and his experience there. Um, and he's like, I would love to go back to America and all the stuff. So I just, this week, I feel like we've had several interactions with yeah, people. There, there was another lady on the bus that spoke about how the U.S. and Canada like always come in clutch. Like anytime they're in need. That's right. The U.S. and Canada come in and like they're, she said multiple experiences. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with yeah. Canadian no, History. she was from St. Lucia. Or, oh, yeah, she was from St. Lucia. Yeah. But she lives here in Kerrycoop. Yep, yep, yep. And she said, like, she, like hurricanes, political unrest, whatever it might be. She's like, oh, we're so grateful. The U.S. and Canada always comes in and mm-hmm. helps us. Like, yeah. very grateful for us. Yeah, she was like, "Our the people of my country are really grateful, and we don't take that for granted. So we really love uh, your countries and how you've looked out for us. Yeah. And I just was like... I don't know anything about what's what we do, really. Yeah. I don't really follow our own politics. I don't really know. And it was just interesting to hear that perspective um, from other people in different countries out here that really seem to be more tuned in than I am as an yeah. American. So that was kind of eye-opening for me. Yeah. Very cool week. Absolutely. A lot of fun experiences. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That is a wrap. Like we said, we'll probably be moving the boat this week. So maybe we'll have some exciting adventures to share about that. Our first time sailing after... Uh, Five months. Uh, Hope we remember how. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll let you know next week. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good evening. Bye, guys. Bye.